Perhaps my, I should start by asking, do you view this uh, latest event to be peculiar? In other words, do you believe that this is the first time that it's happening? It is the first time that it's happening. But also I thought, just to add to your question, it's unheard of in the ANC history and culture that you've got members or leaders of the ANC who are aspirants in this case, who go around and say, elect me. It's unheard of in the ANC because leadership of the ANC must emerge. You must emerge from the branches of the ANC, which we committed ourselves in 2015 during the National General Council. That let's allow branches as a basic unit of the, of the African National Congress to nominate and to elect leadership without being influenced. Hence, we committed ourselves that we shall abolish slaves. So when branches are nominating, it's unheard of. And it's peculiar that you would have uh, leaders of the ANC who make pronouncements about their preferred lineup even before branch nominations are done. But I'd like to differ with you, Mr. Godra, and say it cannot be the first time that it happens because you would not have been motivated, especially in your January 8th statement, to speak out against slate politics because people were already discussing slates. And even throughout the year, various people have come out with what they believe would be a winning combination. That's why there's been a so-called CR17 slate. That's why there's been a so-called uh, support for Dr. Nkosa Zanazamini Zuma for President Slate. That's why it's important, TM, that we must, even if we sound like a broken record, but we must repeat the obvious. You remember when the women like, pronounced way earlier in the process, it might not have been in the news like it is today, we met, the officials met with the women like, to say it is not done in the ANC. The youth league followed, that was done too. And certain individuals, very prominent, who made public statements about their preferences earlier and then in the process, even before nomination started, we reminded them even then that it is not your responsibility to make pronouncements. It is the sole right reserved for branches of the ANC to make that at as and when it is allowed a process. So even if we sound like a broken record, but we must say the obvious because someone else is listening and someone else will know that it is not done in the African National Congress. Yes, some of the things that are happening now, I think that are unheard of in the organization, very unacceptable, including the fact that I've just mentioned that leaders of the ANC go around and raise their hands as presidential aspirants and say, elect me. It's unheard of. So... What would you then respond to the notion or the belief by some that it is fractious in itself to then speak out publicly on this matter and say this is the first time it's happened when you by then agreement later on say that indeed it's happened before, that there is a a concern that the manner in which the national body sometimes speaks out or speaks on certain uh, events within the party or fissures, that it in itself is fractious. No, I think the point we might just to remind you is that we were not talking about a line. Yesterday, what we had was a line up of what is called in the ANC top six of what people that the deputy president would like to work with if he gets elected. Now, earlier, we could remember in the process, people were talking about a presidential candidate nomination, not like a line up. So, yesterday, it went further than just a nomination. And our worry, and we say to these presidential aspirants, that in whatever they do, but it must respect the integrity and the credibility of ANC internal processes. Like I just indicated, we've got an election agency and electoral commission which are running nominations from branches. At an appropriate time, it will be them who will say 
These are the names that are coming from ANC branches. And therefore, those nominees will then be announced in terms of numbers. And branches of the ANC, at the conference of the ANC, duly constituted, will elect their own leadership. Who becomes the president? Who becomes the deputy president? It cannot be the aspirants themselves who say, I want this person to be a deputy president. It cannot be in terms of the cultures of the ANC. Let's talk about the deeper problems. The branches themselves have complained in some cases that even at uh, BGMs, some have not even been accredited uh, to attend the elective conference purely on the basis of whom uh, they have backed and that there's a belief that um, if you're not pro this slate or the other based on whom the PEC um, likes that... The numbers are then obscured. They're manipulated for those who are accredited, accredited to go to the National Elective Conference. Well, we met last, this past Friday. We were convened by the Secretary General at Lutuli House, a number of NEC members. We have now been deployed to listen to the disputes and appeals in all the regions and, uh, and provinces. I'm deployed in Bumalanga, for example, and the rest of other people are deployed in KZN because, like you say, we have already received uh, such disputes and complaints, including appeals at some of the branch general meetings that have been held. We're doing so because the Peter Maris Beck judgment on, uh, on the KZN issue, the judge was very strong about why the ANC has not adhered to its own processes in terms of trying to resolve so that we must create sufficient internal mechanism internally in the ANC to listen to those branches. So once they are, we, we might, you might know of one or two complaints, we are attending to them. Uh, teams of ANC are already in provinces to listen to their peers. Are you confident then that you'll go into this elective Congress scandal-free scandal free, and that there would be be a credible uh, process in place where people feel that everybody who is at that elective conference has gotten there legitimately and that there has been no manipulation of the elective system? Just in terms of the roadmap, firstly, we are way above 60% in terms of branch general meetings throughout the country. Secondly, as you are aware, that uh, the threshold for a national conference or any conference is 70%. In other words, if we reach 70% of the total membership and the nominations um, and branches of the ANC, it means the conference will go ahead. We'll do everything we can. Hence, we've now decided that we'll send teams of NEC members to listen to the appeals, disputes, resolve, announce a decision on the spot in all provinces, including that you need to have branches that are supposed to be at the conference to be at the conference not to have branches that are not supposed to be at the conference to be at the conference. We need to deal with those issues because we've become so much litigious in the African National Congress now. So some of those issues may end up in court. We don't know. But I think internally, in terms of the constitution of the ANC, in terms of the guidelines of the ANC, we need to adhere to that. But we have a responsibility as a leadership that we must listen to the members of the ANC when they complain. That's why we're going down to branches to listen to them where there is complaint. Thank you so much, uh, Zizi Godras, National Spokesperson of uh, the ANC. Perhaps uh, you would like to weigh in on this discussion, 0891104209. The ANC noting with concern reports of uh, stalemate or statements made by leaders of the organization pronouncing on a lineup of comrades to be elected as officials of the ANC at the 54th National Conference.